0: Good morning, my friend. I'm so excited to speak with you today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, hopefully your favorite internet brain surgeon. I'm a real-life brain surgeon, too, but in this context, your favorite online brain surgeon. And we're going to do some self-brain surgery today. It's Wild Card Wednesday, and we're getting this year off to a good start. And on Wild Card Wednesday, we talk about whatever I want to talk about. And today I want to address one very particular thing that I've been hearing a lot from people that have contacted me through email. And the, and the thing I want to talk about is we're hearing from people who say, hey, this is great. You give us all these ideas to change our minds, and you and you show us scriptures that help us understand that God doesn't want us to be anxious, and He wants us to live abundant lives, and He doesn't want the thief to steal and kill and destroy. And And you tell us how neuroscience of our mind is designed to help us live healthier, better, happier lives, and all this stuff, but how do I actually do it. I can get my anxiety under control for five minutes and I can change my mind for a day or so, but then the old thought patterns keep creeping up. So how do I do it? How do I actually make these changes? It feels impossible. And that's what I want to address today. The people who have written in, and if it's you, I want you to hear me say, I, I I read you loud and clear, friend, when you say, it seems impossible. I just can't get my anxiety under control. I just can't get my depression under control. I just can't stop going back to that day when I got the news about my son or when I found out about my wife's tumor. I just can't shift that gear and get my cingulate gyrus to move forward. I just can't do it. So how is it possible that God tells me to do something and I, I can't seem to do it? And that's what we're going to address today. I just want to encourage you. I want to give you some insight, and I want to give you maybe one tool to, to understand and believe with all your heart that if God calls you to something, if He tells you to do something, if He promises you that if you do something, He'll come through for you, then that means it has to be possible for you to do it, okay? It's, it's not an either-or. It's, it's a both-and. If He says it, you can do it. You don't have to decide if you're good enough or strong enough or smart enough or talented enough. If God says, hey, I've got something for you on the other side of this decision that you can make, then I promise you, He will give you the ability to do it. And the question is how, and that's what we'll talk about today. But before we do that, my friend, I just have one question for you. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. take control of our thinking, and find real hope. This is where we learn to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. This is where we leave the past behind and transform our minds. This is where we start today. Are you ready? This is your podcast. This is your place. This is your time, my friend. Let's get after it. All right, let's get after it. Hey, the Bible says in Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And what I want to give you today, friend, is that we've been living, a lot of us have been living in a place that's not good and not acceptable and not perfect for so long. We've been struggling with grief or anxiety or doubt or depression or crushing guilt or shame or something that's holding us back. I got an email from a woman named Amy yesterday. Shout out, Amy. Thank you for the beautiful voicemail and the poem that you sent us. It's really encouraging. I'll share elements of it with with the listeners sometime. But but Amy sent this incredible email, and she's struggling with, with some of these changes. And she's made some decisions that she's going to buy in to what God says about her instead of about what her life keeps trying to tell her, what her enemy, the enemy of her thoughts, keeps trying to tell her. And it's time to put some of those thoughts in that Faraday bag that we talked about yesterday, where God can zip it up and you can't get to it anymore and it can't get to you anymore. And what the Bible says is don't let the world conform you anymore to what it wants you to believe that it's all about you, that you can't change, that your feelings are facts, and yes, you are stuck with that frame of mind, and you know you can't change this because your dad and your mom were this, and and your uncle was an abuser, and he abused you when you were eight, and you just won't ever get over that. I got another email from a woman yesterday who said, you know, I'm starting to see that trauma is not what happened to me. I can't undo what happened when I was a little kid. She saw somebody murdered. And it's stuck with her for her whole life, and it's it's been a problem, a real problem for her moving through that. And she said, I'm finally starting to understand. I can't change what happened, but I can learn to let God help me respond to what happened in a healthier and different way. That's the secret, my friend. That's the secret. We have the ability To stop listening to the lies of the the mind that the world wants us to have. It's focused on us, it's focused on the circumstances of our lives, it's focused on the feelings that we have around those things that have happened to us and the ways that we keep attaching them to the things that have happened that are happening now, even if they're not actually applicable to what's happening now. We attach that feeling and the way that the previous thing made us feel, and we believe that we can't ever feel or have or be anything more than that. But what's the back half of this verse? God says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And what we were wanting to do now at the start of this year is we're going, we want to start grabbing on to things that are good and acceptable and perfect. We want to believe that God has a better plan, that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven applies to us. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. You'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, what's that mean? It means that we can actually look at neuroscience, and neuroscience says it clearly, that you can, in fact, change your mind. You can change your brain structurally by changing the things you think about. It may seem impossible but how do you do it? Neurons that fire together wire together. You have to keep running the program. You have to keep engaging the treatment plan that I taught you and hope is the first dose and that we talk about on this podcast all the time. You prehab, you put all the good stuff in your brain so that when you fall, when life knocks you down, you fall back to the things that you've, you've repped and prepped and the strategies and plans you have in place for what you're going to do when life hurts you. And you're not going to fall into despair again because you know that your feet are going to land on something solid solid. solid and that you can transform your mind because the neuroscientists have proven it. God said it a long time ago. Now we know it. Your brain gets healthier when you think healthier thoughts. What you do, you get better at. What you actively think about, you get better at. When you pray and meditate and call on His name and call Him in, dial that volume down on the outside or the internal stories and the outside voices that are distracting you and hurting you and blaming you and shaming you and turn that volume up and allow God into the situation where He can help you transform your mind. Mind. Then you can start testing out. If I think down this thought, what's going to happen? I've thought down this thought a million times before and I know what happens. It ends with me opening a bottle or sending a text or going to the wrong place or doing the wrong thing or watching the wrong thing or being crushed by despair or spending all night worrying and stressing about something. That's what's going to happen. If I if I test out this thought path, what's going to happen? I know what's going to happen. But let me test out this one. And you know what? Down this path, I think there's the will of God might be down there. There might be some good stuff for me down there. There might be some acceptable and perfect things for me down there. And I'm just telling you, friend, that Romans 12.2 is a fork in the road. It can either transform or conform. And if what you've been living isn't good and acceptable and perfect for you, if and I'm not saying everything will be perfect. I'm saying your mindset can be right so that you can, you can grab the situation and you can wrestle it towards something that's more helpful to you. Okay? That's what I'm saying. And what I have to give you today is one scripture. If it feels impossible, if you just can't get the anxiety under control, Paul says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. I can do all things. All things, not some things, not those people instead of me can do all things, but I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, remember the context. He's talking about learning how to live even when it's hard. You can do that. He's not talking about I can go start a company and become the next Jeff Bezos and and be a billionaire. Maybe I can do that if I'm gifted appropriately. Maybe I can't. Maybe I can climb Mount Everest if God gave me that ability. Maybe I can't if I'm quadriplegic or if I'm laid up and I've got emphysema and I can't can't do it. I'm not saying this will give you supernatural abilities. I'm saying that if God puts you in a situation and he says, hey, you change your mind, you'll change your life, you can do that. And the neuroscientists have proven it. You can, in fact, change your mind and change your life. What does it take? It takes a treatment plan it takes a strategy it takes an unwillingness to accept any more what's not good and pleasing and perfect it takes an unwillingness to say that what i've what i've been doing that got me here i'm no longer willing to continue that because it's not going to get me to the place that i need to be I need a better treatment plan. I need a better prescription. I need a Faraday bag to put these anxieties in that are crippling me and holding me back. And let me give you this one. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to obey Christ. One of the things that keeps popping up in your mind, if it's anxiety and you get it under control for a day or two and then it comes popping back— Maybe you've stopped trying to take every thought captive. Maybe you're not running the play. Maybe you're not implementing the protocol. Maybe you're not remembering that you have some agency in deciding what you're going to think about. Maybe that exercise I gave you yesterday with the Faraday, the the mental image of the dark room and the two knobs and the Faraday cage and asking God to put stuff behind a door that He can close and you can't open. Maybe you need to develop a practice of doing something like that that'll help you. Take every thought captive. Maybe you're only taking a few of them captive and you're letting other ones run because you haven't decided that they're not acceptable or good or pleasing or perfect. And I'm not putting all of this on you. Sometimes you need a doctor and sometimes you need a therapist and sometimes you need medication. I don't think as often as we think. And we talked about that the other day, in fact especially if you're using medication and a numbing agent like alcohol or something like that. You you don't need both of those. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul if you're doing that. What I'm saying is you can do this, friend, because God doesn't ask something of you without giving you the tools to be able to do it. He does not do that. How do I know that? Because it's in the Bible. Philippians 2.13 has this stunner, okay? For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. What does that mean? He calls you to something. He says, hey, friend, you need to change your mind about this. He's telling you the work He wants you to do. He's calling you to it. And then He works in you That's the brain that he gave you, the mind that he gave you, the mechanisms in place that he put there through the magic and the amazing design and quantum physics and all the things that he did inside your head and the spirit that connects to you. And he said, I will do this work if you just submit. The only part of self-brain surgery that you do yourself is to admit to yourself that you can't do it by yourself, right? God works in you to will. He even changes what you want. If you delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Remember that from three days ago? He works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. So the punchline of today, my friend, is that you really can change your mind. It is not impossible. And you don't have to wonder why God said one thing and it doesn't turn out to be possible for you. Because if He said it, you can do it. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. What does but mean? But is a a binary. You can do this. But I want you to do that, but you can't do both. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, not some things, not a few things, not once in a while, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus. What's the secret? You don't want to be anxious anymore. Instead, pray, give thanks, and He'll fill you with peace that you can't even understand finally brothers and sisters whatever's true whatever's honorable whatever's just whatever's pure whatever's lovely whatever's commendable if there's any excellence if there's any anything worthy of praise think about these things here's the deal you learn how to do the thought biopsy and you say this thought that's keeping me awake tonight is it true and if it's true, is it, is it, is it something that's within my power to change? Is it helpful? Is it possible to do something about it? Or do I need to put it in the Far- Faraday bag until God gives me an opportunity to do something about it? Is it honorable to think about these things? Is it just to think about this? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellent if it's worthy of praise? If it's not, God says, don't think about it or it's going to make you anxious. And my friend, that's a choice that we can make. Remember, anxiety is not a disease. Anxiety is a chemical trigger that makes you feel something. Okay, It's a set of physiological things in response to stimuli. Okay, Now, there is a disorder called anxiety disorder where people cannot get their anxiety under control. That's a whole different thing. I'm talking about the stuff that pops up in your mind when you're trying to sleep or when you're trying to focus or when you're driving down the road and you're letting somebody have it in your mind. You're in the shower and you're giving that guy the business that you're going to see when you get to work and you're so anxious and so worried and so stressed. And God says, hey, is that stuff you're anxious and worried and stressed about? Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellent? Is it worthy of praise? If it's not, stop conforming to it and start transforming your mind around it because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. What we know from the neuroscience is when you focus hard and direct your mental effort on a new pathway for your mind, you make new synapses around it within hours. And you can continue to use that synaptic pathway and it will become stronger and stronger and stronger because Hebb's law says neurons that fire together, wire together. And the quantum Xeno effect says the more you observe something with a particular expectation and set of observational skills, the more real it becomes. So if you put that in place and you say, I am going to submit to the power of God to work in me, to will and to act according to his good purpose for my life. He has good plans for me. He wants me to have abundance and not to be stolen from, killed and destroyed all the time. He wants me to know that even though this life is hard, he has overcome the world, that I'm in the middle of a long story that ends with my redemption and the final score on this life is going to be he wins. And because I'm his, I win too. And I don't have to be so anxious all the time. He says he rescues me when I call to him and rescues me from all that makes me so afraid. That's Psalm 34.4. So friend, this is wildcard Wednesday. We got a little heavy on the scripture, but it's also heavy on the neuroscience to tell you without any doubt That if you're tired of being so tired and you're tired of being so anxious and you're tired of being so stressed out and you're tired of not being able to sleep, you can change your mind and you can change your life. And my friend, you can start today.